Well, you know, last week we saw the conviction of three devils that killed Ahmaud Arbery and great. We were waiting for the sentencing to see what's going to happen. Now, also in the mix, the DA that was originally arrested or did not want to arrest. Let me say that uh, the McMichaels, Jackie Johnson, she was, you know, indicted and charged as of recently and she had bonded out of jail, um, but she's going to face in some jail time as well. But there is another uh, prosecutor that could be facing some charges. Now, George Barnhill, he's a Waycross Judicial Circuit District Attorney that took over the case from Jackie Johnson when she recused herself, right? So she recused herself at that time because Gregory McMichael worked as an investigator in her office until he retired in 2019. Okay. So they said that Barnhill, who had a similar conflict of interest that he kept concealed, immediately defended Johnson's decision against criminally charging McMichael and his son, Travis, along with William Bryan. They said they were recorded on video tape trapping 21 year old Armand Arbery with their vehicles. It looked like a classic, lynching from the past that's exactly what it looked like um they said it, it appears trash michael greg michael and william bryan were following the high pursuit they say a so-called burglary suspect when we know that did not happen at all uh they claimed that they had probable cause and all of that um and they said they was asking or telling him to stop it said appears that intent was to stop and hold this criminal suspect until law enforcement arrived under georgia law this is perfectly legal and actually it was not legal at all okay so but they said after it was revealed that barnhill's son worked in johnson's office alongside gregory mcmichael calls grew for him to recuse himself in a petition at the time demanding he be disbarred that garnered more than a million signatures and barnhill ultimately recused himself suggesting a letter to captain tom jump of the glenn county police department that he still doubted whether there was sufficient evidence on which to make a grand jury presentation okay so they said Brian told investigators that Travis McMichael, it said, called Arbery effing inward. It said after shooting the jogger three times at close range with a shotgun, the McMichaels were finally arrested and charged with murder more than two months after Arbery was killed. And the only reason he was arrested, and I keep talking about this, and I said this before, the applying of pressure by the black community got those devils arrested. I keep telling y'all in the years I've been doing this going on <laughs> almost 10 years now, well, next year it'd be 10 years that I've been doing this. Okay. I will tell you the only results that we get is when we as a community apply collective pressure. Now, when we collect, when we apply collective pressure to white supremacy, we get results. Our only problem with collective pressure is we apply it. We get a result and then we take the pressure off and we want to go back to la la land again. But if we were smart enough to say, okay, I applied pressure. Now I got something out of it. Then that's when you start applying even more pressure because now you say, listen, one down many to go. 
We're going to keep applying pressure when it comes to economics. We're going to keep applying pressure when it comes to this criminal justice system and what they do wrong for black people. We're going to apply pressure politically, you know, and make sure we get in political office and be in positions uh, where we can make differences and changes in our community. We, we need businesses. We need, you know, schools. We need to keep applying the collective pressure because that's the only thing that made, let me tell you something. Voting didn't get the McMichaels arrested. It did not. That's why I hate when somebody say, well, just, just vote, man. Vote have never done nothing in these cases. Not a freaking thing. Okay. Black people voted in the 2020 election. What ended up happening? They said they were going to give you qualified immunity. Hey, come vote for the Democrats. And what ended up happening? Oh, we couldn't get the George Floyd bill done. What Clyburn was saying at the time. Oh, well, you know, uh, 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 we may have to remove that qualified immunity out the bill. We're not going to let a whole bill go just for one thing. Yes, you do. You let a whole bill go. And if you had a, a, a real congressional black caucus, they will be pissed off and going off about that George Floyd bill. They would do something about it. They will galvanize the black community against they, that party and say, Hey, look, y'all going to give us what we want. Or, or we tanking your whole party right now. And trust me, if they were talking like that, I'll be the biggest cheerleader of the congressional black caucus but they want to just be going along to get along. We don't need no more go along to get along Negroes. We don't need that. Now continuing, they say as a result, they said the Georgia, you know, attorney general, Chris Carr in May said he was opening up an investigation into the handling of Arbor's case. He said, without calling Barnhill by name, he said he referenced the conduct of the district attorneys of Brunswick and Waycross judicial circuits. Now Carr said many questions and concerns have arisen and say regarding and say among others communication between and actions by the district attorneys in both counties. Okay. Now you fast forward to last week and the grand jury turned indictment against Johnson for one felony count of violating her oath of office and one misdemeanor count of hindering a law enforcement officer. She was arrested on Wednesday and she had a beautiful mug shot. That is a nice, you know, mug shot of this Karen here. And I say it's George Barnhill. He needs to be next. It say George Barnhill withheld material information, uh, according to what F, uh, they say Lee Meredith said. Right now, Meredith is actually running for Attorney General here in Texas. Um, I wonder if he's going to win. That'd be interesting. They say he. They said Barnhill felt the responsibility of taking over the investigation, knowing he had a dog in the fight because he concealed his relationship with the McMichaels. And he needs to be gone as well. So unrelated to the Arbor case, Chattahoochee circuit district attorney, Mark Jones was indicted on Tuesday for trying to influence a police officer's testimony, offering bribes to prosecutors in his office and trying to influence and prevent the testimony of a crime victim. Now Jones indictment suggests Georgia authorities were taking Crump's demands for prosecutorial accountability seriously. Now DA Mark Jones was indicted on two counts of bribery, two counts of influencing, a witness, two counts of attempted violation of oath by public officer, two counts of violation of oath by public officer. That's I see attempted violation and violation. So that's, that's actually separate charges. So I'm not over speaking and one count of attempted subordination of perjury. That's what they got him on. So what they're doing is they're circling their wagons. Now, why is that happening? Once again, collective pressure. It would have been business as usual. The reason why these folks have been doing this for so long is because they're getting away with it. Let me tell y'all something. 
our oppression in this country can be stopped by us applying collective pressure locally and in state level. You listen, if you apply pressure locally and in the state level, then the rest of the country will follow. That's the way that's going to work. You understand what I'm saying? You got to apply the pressure. You, you, when you notice they doing things wrong, we as a community need to get together and say, no, you're not going to do our brother wrong. You're not going to do our sister wrong. That's just not going to happen. We need to put aside our differences. I know we all don't agree on some things and that's fine, but we don't have to. You think white supremacy agree with everything, but one thing they do agree with, we white and we want to protect white supremacy. That's what they all agree with. No matter the Democrat, Republican, whatever else they call themselves, right? Whether they hardcore white supremacists or, or say they don't see no color, they all agree white supremacy need to survive. They all agree on that. So we need to put outside our differences, whatever that may be, and say, listen, we black and we got to work together to make sure our children can survive and make sure that our way of life is better. You understand what I'm saying? And we have to do that through collective pressure. These people don't want to be charging these DAs. That's not nothing they want to do. They don't want to charge these police officers. They for sure don't want to put them in jail. No, because you have sounded the alarm because you apply collective pressure because you put a spotlight on the state of Georgia. Let me tell I told y'all name and shame is very, very powerful. Use these social media platforms to name and shame people, name and shame politicians, name and shame these race soldiers, name and shame judges, corporations, whoever, name and shame works because their public image means a lot to them. Number two, when they can operate in darkness, that allows them to get away with a lot of things too. You understand? Instead of running around, uh, uh, like I said, I like entertainment. I even do entertainment news. Okay. I, I just enjoy doing it just as a break from the serious things I do. Right. But I do more serious stuff than I do entertainment news. Right. So what I'm saying is we can get be entertained and we can do whatever, but make sure we come back to doing what was serious, you know, at the end of the day. And we need to apply collective pressure to anyone and even people within our own community. You see them selling us out. They blatantly doing it, apply collective pressure to them too, because let me tell you something. Most of them don't like that collective pressure and they're going to bow to collective pressure a lot quicker than, than them other ones. We see you getting out of pocket. We see you actually actively selling out. We see it. No, we got, we got to, we got to check you. We got to check you. Say, Hey, first thing we need to do is check you. Say, Hey man, we see what you're doing. You need to go ahead on and stop because you don't want us to pull up at your house too. You think we won't pull up at your house too? You sitting up here, uh, throat cutting uh, our community because call it what it is. You look at right now. I saw a video. Um, there's people out of Ethiopia. Um, the TPLF or Tigray people's liberation front. They're uh, collaborating with the white supremacists on how to destabilize Ethiopia. See that stuff like right there. Like I said, no matter what your internal beefs are, when you collaborate with the white supremacists, Oh, oh no, now, now you didn't became public enemy. Number one it, it, it's outside of this, uh, uh, me and you having a beef. Now you the enemy. I can't eat no talking no more. Right. There's a video of them doing this. I sent it to Juan Gale and I told her, go through it and report on it. 
But this happens all the time. We have collaborators working with the white supremacists to try to destroy us. You prime example, look at the movie Judas and the black Messiah, right? That's a current movie just came out. We cannot be destroyed without help from other black people. And we need to create an atmosphere in the black community that let people know selling out is just not going to be it. It's not going to be it. And we can create that environment with collective pressure. So remember that term, we need to apply collective pressure. And when I say collective, I mean, everybody all on the same page, we're going to apply this pressure. So you're not going to be selling out. If you're not going to be for the right thing, shut up. Just don't say nothing. That's what the white supremacists do. They like either you be on team white supremacy as a white person, or you go sit at your behind down somewhere and be quiet, stay out the way. Because the moment you go against white supremacy it's hell to pay and how they make hell for them collective pressure. Oh, 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 you're not going to be for white supremacy. You speaking up against it. Okay. All right. We got something for you. You out. You on the outs. We kicking you out. Ain't nothing you can do. You can't come back. We not, we, we treating you no different than them black folk. That's how, that's how they apply. That's how they apply that pressure. And that's how they keep people in line. And this is what we gonna have to do as a community. If we want to save the black community, we would have to have that strict, not only code of conduct, but a strict uh, applying of the pressure on anybody. If you're not for the, if you're not for the, 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 the advancement of, of, you know, the community, then just be quiet. We don't, we don't want to hear you. We don't want to see you out here talking. We don't want to listen all that Candace Owens and all that, you know, Larry Elder and all that. No, see, see, you know, we, we may say, oh, they just some old raccoons or whatever, but we can apply collective pressure to them too, to say, listen, even though I don't, I don't agree with them on a whole lot of things. There's very few things I may agree with them on, but okay. You got actually, you smart, you know, whether I disagree with you or not, I know y'all, I see y'all smart people, right? Use that, some, that, that intelligence for your community. Don't be using that intelligence for, for the, for the evil enemy. So either you're going to use that intelligence for the community or you need to shut up, go sit down somewhere. You know, that's how I feel about it. And I believe we as a community can apply collective pressure, you know, on these people. When I hear them say something that's just so outrageous, I will make a video or a podcast calling them out because they need to be called out. They need to. Some people just need to sit down and be quiet sometime. If you're not going to side with the community, I'm not saying every opinion, you know, as a little different need to be viewed as, okay, now you're being an enemy to the community. But when you're just doing something blatant, I mean, really blatant, like, come on now, <laughs> come on. And I told John, I'm going to keep repeating this. You don't want to be on the outs of your community. And what happens to a lot of them is that they get with the white supremacists and they do get on the outs of the black community but then they always want to try to worm their way in. Now, some people, Larry Elder don't try that, but Candace Owens, she will go to an event with black people. If you, if black people invite her, you know what I'm saying? She will go because she wants to be back with black people. I can tell that about her, but she's just kind of in deep with making that money with them folks, but it's still in her. She, she wants to be with black people. I see it. I see it on her because you know, some black men can be like, Oh, forget that. I don't care no more. I, I, I got my white woman. I'm good. But, you know, black women, they, I noticed that they really don't want to be on the outs like that. Um, because you look at people like Stacey Dash, right? She tried to be out there with them folks. And then what she do? Trying to come back. Hey, hey, y'all. I mean, shoot. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was saying. I, I don't know. I mean, 
I, man, I love black people. I love black men. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you want to come back, you know, like, like the queen situation. I'm Negra, you know, that situation. <laughs> but, um, that's why I say this don't be on a bad side of black people. Don't do that. Like I said, black people are so forgiving. They're so loving. They really are. Even though we have our problems, black people are, is very forgiving and loving. And if you get on the outs of black people, you know, you really messed up. Cause see, you're not white folks. You know, you, you one and done, especially if you're black, you one and done with them. That's why I don't fool with them like that. I'm not trying to get in on the end with them because I'm not going to have that on me like that. I rather, you know, have a community that's actually realistic. I community realistic enough to let us at least make a few mistakes. <laughs> and then we make our mistakes just depending on what they are. Um, we always could, could do what's right and, and fix it. You know, and even if you're on the outs, if you if you do some good works for a few years and you prove the community you're really there, black folks will even probably accept you back if you prove yourself. But these other communities they never do that. That's why I think it's so dumb for us as a people to try to go to some other community. But remember, collective pressure is what's causing all this happening in Georgia. Never forget the power of the collective pressure that black people can apply. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen for listening to the podcast today. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you, you subscribe to this podcast, follow like, cause we, is this podcast is put on multiple platforms. So make sure you do that. If you enjoy it, you know, leave a donation, you know, we definitely tell you, take love offerings. So like I said, to make sure this platform can, you know, keep going, keep the lights on the internet, any type of equipment, uh, you know, it's a whole team of people that, that work with us, you know, but I know the podcast is mostly just me and I'm always going to keep the podcast always me. Cause I know some people see the African diaspora and I believe because that channel says African diaspora, when the diaspora needs to be involved, it, it needs to be more than one voice than just me. Um, so make sure you support us because everything go to everything that we have collectively. Like I said, we don't have any kind of corporate sponsors, all we could depend on is the community. So any uh, donations that you guys receive, uh, or we receive, <laughs> any kind of donation we receive, you know, we greatly appreciate it. So, you know, thank you for listening and see you next time.